All right, folks, welcome back to the Gird Up Podcast. We're going to get you right into an interview today with my good friend, Mr. Matt Reichert. Matt Reichert is another one of those men who is very influential in the man that I have become and some of the things that I really, truly love. When I was a student with Lutheran Vanguard of Wisconsin, he was one of the directors. And like I said, made a great impact on me. I love the way he's able to work with kids and uh, tell them the truth, to tell them what they need to hear, but also not be overbearing um, and uh, be very respectful of a young man as well. And, and I attribute some of my success with young people and some of my ability to look somebody in the eye and tell them the truth to the fact that I had men in my life like Matt Reichert um, who would look me in the eye and tell me the truth when I was younger. So I appreciate that. Um, he now, I can claim him as a friend of mine because I've gotten older and, uh, well, I guess he has too, but we've all gotten older. And now that we are contemporaries and often get a chance to work together and spend time together, it's fun to watch him as he grows as a dad and as a uh, as a figurehead of his family. So it's really cool. Uh, I can't wait to share this interview with you. But first, make sure you're getting on Instagram and Facebook. There's a Facebook group that you can join. You're going to have to answer a couple questions, but go ahead and join the group if you're a young man who wants some more encouragement. I'm hoping to get that a little bit more active as we go here, but we'll see what the Lord has planned. Um, but follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and make sure you always know what's going on with the Gird Up Podcast. With no further ado, share this thing with your friends and enjoy this interview with Mr. Matt Reichert. Hello and welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world and to live out our calling as men of God. Here you will find a community of believers, brothers in Christ, working hard to become the men that God has called us to be. I am your host, Charlie Ungemach. I'm a teacher, a coach, music director, and a man of God, myself working toward the goal of, like David, being a man after God's own heart. We're happy you could join us. Now it's time to roll up our sleeves, to gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. All right, we're here with Mr. Matt Reichert. Matt, we're sitting in your backyard. Oh, so so bear with us here if there's some noises in the background. We're in the backyard today. It's a beautiful Wisconsin uh, evening, afternoon, late afternoon, evening. I guess now it's evening. Uh, enjoying the weather out here, watching the sunset. So, Matt, how you doing today? Good. Yeah, and it doesn't even smell like Jones Island, <laughs> yeah. so that's a plus here in Southwest Milwaukee. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You're you're so you're on the Milwaukee side of. It's not West Dallas, but it's like in between West Dallas and everything. And else. Greenfield, yeah, yeah. just a little sliver of of paradise. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's learn a little bit, a little bit about you, Matt. You can start wherever you want. Birth is always a good place to start, but let's let's learn about Matt Reichert. Sure. I'll let you do the math. Born in 1982, um, April 20th, same birthday as Hitler oh, really? and the Columbine uh, <laughs> tragedy, unfortunately, so that's always fun. Um, actually, I can already digress here. Um, <clears throat> a little insight into my naivety, if you will, uh, <laughs> or maybe just uh, emerging from a bubble, going to college, uh when people found out that my birthday was on 420, they said, "Oh man, it's awesome!" <laughs> I'm like, why? Why would it? I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, I, then I learned. So How there's long that. Did it take to figure it out. I, well, you know, you. Uh, I think we uh, before Google, so maybe Alta Vista. What did I go in there to 
to type that in. So how does, it, how does it feel to know that your day is an international day of mourning, your birthday is? <laughs> uh, well, and and other things, but yeah. uh, no, it's it's fine. Yeah. Um, but I'm from Manitowoc originally. Um, went to UW-Whitewater for college um, after Manitowoc Lutheran High School, um, where I got a degree in choral music education. And I, of course, am now... Uh, a billing supervisor at a financial technology company. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, what else yeah. do you want to know? So uh, is uh, Whitewater a good, like, <laughs> I shouldn't say is it a good school, but like, is it, do they have a strong, like, vocal music program? Right. Actually, so the reason, I actually started as a computer systems major. Okay. And they had a pretty solid program for information technology, whatever you want to call it. And I started in that path with a music minor and then switched to the full-blown uh, major route. Um, they had, it's a fine school um, for many different areas, and, and they have a good education school, and um, they have uh, quite a few good music edu- educators that come from there as well, especially in this area. So I'm, I'm, I'm a proud alumni. Awesome. Cool. Uh, so you are married with two kids. Yes. Want to talk about that a little bit? Yep. Um, my beautiful wife, Jessica, and my two-year-old, Nathaniel, and four-year-old, Elizabeth. Um, it's been... Uh, awesome. Yeah, no, I love hearing your stories about your kids, um, especially when Elizabeth was really young. You're kind of going through all the toddlerisms for the first time. It was really fun to yeah. hear the stories. No, there's the... never a dull moment. And <laughs> now that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into some of those. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. And your wife, Jessica. Mm-hmm. She's a wonderful woman. She is. Um, she stays at home and watches the little rascals all day. <laughs> and so... Um, we were actually we were taking a walk around the block tonight and just kind of joking about how you know when dad comes home it's it they're, it's great you know they they're they stop crying and everything and um and she has to be kind of the the um the all day uh keeping yeah. him in line you know yeah. and then then dad comes home hey daddy daddy's guy. always a fun guy yeah. yeah um but that ties in a little bit about some things about fatherhood too, so it's it's good. yeah, absolutely. It's almost it, like yeah, there's a lot of families that don't aren't lucky lucky enough to have that too. So yeah, no, we we are blessed to be able to do that, um, and uh, certainly don't take it for granted. Um, and it is fun to hear, you know, what you do today. Um, did you go to Costco, <laughs> go to the zoo. Um, Apparently, a baby giraffe was running laps today. Oh, really? Nathaniel was just cracking up every time he came around. But, yeah, I mean, um, I wish I could be at home with them all day. But then I'm sure my wife would say she wishes she could be at a desk job all day. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, So I got to ask, um, we get mixed reviews on, uh, like, Internet dating and dating websites and that kind of stuff. So you want to talk about your experience a little bit? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Jessica and I met online. And for whatever, and we can never really figure it out. It must have been some sort of filter that neither of us checked. <laughs> where she, she's from Southern California, and I'm from Wisconsin. Oh and, wow! And uh, so what? Whatever we chose to, and it was like some free weekend too. Like I'm not paying. I'm not gonna pay for a dating <laughs> site. And well, I guess that ties into the money stuff later. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, we we matched up. I ended up uh, flying out to los angeles uh to meet her first oh, okay and i think that's i mean 
in a more traditional standpoint, the guy's got to make that first move, yeah, especially absolutely. if you're going to buy a well, and that's a, a round trip ticket. Too, yeah. yeah, you gotta. I mean, you're already you know yeah laying down. I don't know what it was back then, whatever three four hundred yeah. five hundred dollars, and uh, hit it off. Um, for a while there, we thought I thought this is not going to work, so I broke it off. But mm-hmm. as soon as I did, I knew that was a mistake. So. Yada yada yada. Now we're married, <laughs> almost seven years in August here. So did she like move up here to like what? Were you guys? <laughs> when did she move up here? I guess is what I was asking. Yeah, no, it was right, um, right before like a couple weeks before we got married. Okay. Yeah. So. So you guys did the long distance thing the whole time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, right. Anybody that's gonna move from L.A. to Milwaukee, <laughs> I know she loves me. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So. Yeah, so that, uh, that's got to be a different experience. Not, I don't know, weird isn't the right word, probably, but it's got to be a different experience getting to know somebody uh, via, uh, like, probably text and Skype and such. I'm imagining this. Yep, Skype um, and phone conversations. Okay. So, you know, some of it could be a little forced, right? You can't just, I c- you can, you could watch a movie, mm-hmm. like <laughs> the same movie apart from each other. Um, but if you think about like what people are doing while they're courting each other, you know, like right. they might be doing things where they're not necessarily talking to each other, but when you're long distance, you're, you're talking to each other, Yeah, you know, a lot. um, and so that's, that's how you kind of, um, I guess garnish that sort of presence that you don't get yeah, um, when you're close to each other. So, okay. Cool. It's not easy. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, uh, you became a dad how many years ago? Um, well, she's four. You became a dad about yeah, four years just ago. Just over four years ago. Right. What's your favorite part about being a dad? Uh, great question. Um, you can't really beat getting home and uh, just seeing their faces light up as you like <laughs> drive in the driveway, and your wife has to hold them back. Otherwise, they get run over by the car. <laughs> <laughs> um, or you walk in the house and you hear their their steps running because they they want to see you. Um, Although it, that does make me sound a little bit narcissistic, like I I must be loved, <laughs> but um, yeah, but it's real. It is different and it is real, and um, you're their world as well. Mm. So um, it's yeah, I don't know. I mean, without getting even more specific, like that's that's it. It's uh, you're you're it. Awesome. You know. So you have a boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Boys and girls are obviously different. What's what's different about raising a boy and a girl? Um, so far, at least. Right. The I mean, or is there a difference? Maybe it's tough to say whether you can attribute it to their gender right now. Okay. Um, but it is interesting how you know Nathaniel will play with a bus or a trolley all day long, <laughs> um, but Elizabeth will um, fight you. And tackle you and <laughs> grind you into the ground <laughs> until you say mercy. You know, uh, she she's the roughhouser. Um, Nathaniel's a little more gentle. She's okay. stubborn and um, defined and independent <laughs> in all the best and worst possible ways. Um, and while Nathaniel's the sweetest um, little boy, you know, and um, you know, whiny too, but they all are. <laughs> I guess it's just um, they are distinctly different. Um, not probably not ready to say it's because they're a boy or a girl, but they are different. Yeah. Okay. Cool. How? Uh, so, how have you changed since since you had kids? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell me? I think well, you know me. I think you definitely have. Met, uh, let's see. 
like your interactions with young people that I've observed, your interactions with young people have definitely changed um, to being your your expectations are the same, but your approach I think is often different, especially when like frustration comes around. Like if somebody's just being a knucklehead, like all you're you're more prone to like step back and say, "Yo, think about it," and uh, like that's that's what I that's where I notice a difference for sure. Uh, I think also it's cool to watch. Like I didn't know your wife very well when you guys first got married because I was like off in college and I was wasn't around you guys a lot. But I also loved watching the two of you grow. Like you clearly uh, growing together too. Which is which is super cool to see. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I do. Well, you have to be calm with toddlers. Yeah. Because um, they will push your buttons. Um, mm-hmm. Elizabeth knows which buttons to push to get Jessica, like <laughs> mad. Um, they both, you know, they will they'll test your limits in that way. So, um, and I was wondering that too. In my interactions when I'm teaching, um, whether well, it's marching band or whatever. Yeah. Um, if I'm calmer because, or less sarcastic, probably, you know, kids. <laughs> yeah, that's sarcastic a, yeah, too. definitely less sarcastic. Um, than you but or uh, I think you you're 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 more of a before your sarcasm was like a machine gun, now your sarcasm is like a sniper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'd say. Um, yeah, well, that that's probably true. More rare, but far more effective. <laughs> but I'm I also wondered though, is it just me, you know, getting older and maturing? Yeah, it could be it too. That could be it you too. Know, um, but what what makes you older it's you know getting married having kids yeah i suppose can also do it it's i'm not saying that's it but well and i've had a lot of people tell me like asking these questions a whole bunch of times at this point i don't even know how many times probably seven or eight times that i've done you know this portion of this interview and uh three or four times i've had somebody just look at me and say well if you want to grow up get married and if you want to grow up even more have a kid you know if you want to be more disciplined add more people to your life like add some people that depend on you and that like that's the absolute truth. So, yeah. I mean, there are some areas of discipline which would probably falter, such as the waistline, for example. <laughs> uh, luckily, this is a podcast, so you don't know what I look yeah. like. But yeah, it's a good thing it's not a uh, visual podcast. Exactly. That's what uh, the, I've had. That's the other thing too. I had a couple of people saying, uh, "Yeah, I'll interview you as long as there's no video involved." Like, sure, thumbs up. That. <laughs> that's a thumbs up from me. Yep. Yeah, I also had uh, so Mike Yarbrough, who'll be on the next couple podcasts here, uh, said, well, "What did he say? He said you want or you want to interview somebody that sounds better than they look." <laughs> yeah, I think that's just about all of us. That's why we podcast. <laughs> so we're doing off a YouTube channel. Yeah, I got a voice for podcasting. Yeah, face for podcasting. Yeah, face for podcasting is more like it. All right, so uh, you guys, you guys uh, have just a little. Ha- it looks to me like you got a happy little family. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Um, like every day isn't perfect. So what do you do? Like what do you do when things start to get uh, dicey? You know, like on, on just like not necessarily a bad day, but a rough day. How do you get kind of refocused and make sure that you're in the right mindset around your wife and your kids? Um, that's a good question too. You say I didn't warn you about it. So yeah, um, I would say that looking at the big picture. Um, I mean, we went camping last weekend, and by camping, like, we went to a campground for a day, didn't even stay overnight, and went home, <laughs> but, you know, the kids are swimming in a lake for three hours, and yeah. um, they're tired as can be, and um, Elizabeth is, 
the term we'll use when uh, when we got home, and it was <laughs> late bedtime, and she hadn't taken a nap, and she was exhausted. Uh, um, there's a an extreme reaction to everything, and um, you just have to remind yourself, hey, that's the reason why it's not her, you know. Um, you know, we like to joke that she's left-handed, and you know, it means she's from the devil, obviously, because she's <laughs> left-handed. Um, <laughs> but but in reality, I mean, there are of course, sin ruins everything, it wrecks it. Right. But um, when you look at the the long view, um, it doesn't matter, right? Um, mm-hmm. Well, especially for sin, it doesn't matter. It's right. gone, taken away. But um, but in the long view, even like from a daily standpoint, um, okay, let's get some let's get some rest. Things will be better in the morning. So yeah. just kind of taking the long view and and try not to overreact. Okay. All right. Yeah, what are you? What are your favorite things to do with your kids? Um, we like to um, lately. Uh, there's a little hill in our backyard that they call the mountain. <laughs> the mountain. So we'll just lay lay on the mountain and That's ask awesome. them ask them what they see. Cool. And there's not much. I mean, there's power lines and they call it a Christmas tree. <laughs> you can see that in the little pine tree there. Um, you know, I like. Uh, it's it's really just spending time. You can't I can't pinpoint like what what it is. Okay. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh you you and your wife, uh, oh, you talked about the the dating and and being, you know, like you, you made the commitment to buy, you know, a round trip ticket to go meet her in California even and everything too. So, what what made you uh what made you start thinking down that track of this is this is the woman for me. This is the one I this is the one I I want to spend the rest of my life with. Uh, that's a also a great question. Um, I would say, yeah, you know, I always, I've always claimed that there's like a, a radiance about somebody when you know, mm. um, that's kind of intangible. But beyond that, you know, we had, uh, like I mentioned, we had kind of, or I had broken it off for a little bit. I just didn't think it was realistic, and, um, she was going to um there's a, a wells church in north hollywood she was attending and she oh, didn't yeah, grow st paul's first yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah i was there for a summer so she she hadn't grown up in in the um in the lutheran church and we um you know for somebody that it's important to that could be an issue and mm-hmm. that's part of you know might have been part of the reason where i was like yeah, i don't know if this is realistic but she had started attending there and um you know she had grown up in in the church um and she she took Bible information class with uh, with Pastor Weedman and, ah, and Pastor, Pastor Weedman, Lynn Pastor Weedman. Pufal I and, stayed at his house once. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, and Pastor Pufal uh, was out there at the time as well, and um, she got confirmed and um, was started teaching Sunday school. And I was like, what? what are, what's wrong with me? You know? Yeah. Wow. Like, so yeah. you know, like she was all in, all in. Yeah. I was even teaching Sunday school and everything. But it didn't. But it wasn't, I don't think it was because of me, right? Okay. You know, it's like, right. it wasn't some sort of, you know, weird way to win me back or anything yeah. like that. It was, it was, it was real too. So, um, I went out to, I said I was visiting one of our mutual friends, but <laughs> I think we all knew, you know, and I uh, spent some time with her and I was like, yeah, this is, and we, we actually talked about it. I'm like, let's, let's go for it. You know, this is, yeah. this is it. 
Awesome. So, uh, two two questions that go back to back here. Um, you've talked a little bit about you know church and, and how important that is to you, and how important was your relationship and everything too. So, what do you do? Do you do ba- daily Bible study? And if so, what do you do? Um, that is, that's actually something I would probably ask for forgiveness on a weekly basis, <laughs> where I'm always wanting to get better at mm-hmm. it. Um, I read, but it, there's nothing formal. We've okay. tried we've tried daily devotions, and there's some good ones out there too. Um, it's too easy to let that not stick. Mm. And I'm I'm trying to phrase it like I could say it's hard to make that stick, but no, it's just all it's just my laziness, right? It's our right. laziness that Absolutely. something like that wouldn't stick. Let me say the devil wants nothing more than keep than to keep us out of the word. Yeah, and exactly. not not that you can dismiss that and be like, oh, so it's not my fault. But I mean, that is the reality. Like if there is one thing that the world's going to stand in the, in between, it's between us and our Bibles. Well, and especially when you know, like we know, God has told us this gives faith, mm-hmm. and we ch- we choose not to open it. I'm mm-hmm. going to choose to, you know, go on my phone. I'm going to choose to, um, just even like go go downstairs and watch the Brewer game. You know, yeah. I'm, you know. E- it's these these choices, um, but also you know, and you're like, well, you know, we go to church every Sunday. That's fine. That's right. good. But um, it's building those habits, and and it, a lot can be said about habits and and other things too. But um, the one where you know, like, hey, this gives you faith, and yet you're still not going to do it. And that's that's something like I said, I, I ask for forgiveness on a weekly basis. <laughs> Don't mind the motorcycle. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. I love being out here. This is perfect. Uh, so, do you and your do you and your wife do anything to make sure that you know, you're you're keeping on the right track and keeping steady? Um, like I said, we've tried. That is a good area of growth, though. That'd be something that okay that you'd be next a, time we interview you. You'd be a good accountability partner. Okay, next that, time yeah. we interview you, we need we need updates. All right, all right, that sounds good. Uh, so. Boy, I completely lost track of where my question. This is where editing comes in handy. Bingo. Lost track of my question. Well, and we'll move. On. If I remember, <laughs> if I remember, we'll come back to it. Okay, so uh, the big wind dinger. It's been a while since I used that word, but I don't, I started using that one on the first podcast, and I'm sticking with it. The big sounds wing- like Mayor Humdinger from <laughs> Paw Patrol. A little you bit. You may not be familiar. with I I am vaguely familiar because the kids. So my students don't watch Paw Patrol usually, but their little siblings watch Paw Patrol, so then they'll complain about having to watch Paw Patrol. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so big wind dingers. So two big questions I ask every guest. Uh, the first one is, if you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self, what would you say? If you could go back and talk to your 18-year-old self. I did not prep you. This is not fair that I did not prep you for this question. But uh, This is a little bit of a tongue-in-cheek response, but like... <laughs> Don't waste your money on college. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's real. That's real. <laughs> but it's almost like that. So I, after I graduated, I got a temp job. Um, well, I was subbing for a little bit, then I got a temp job, um, which was not in teaching, and I was comparing like these. And you had a perform like a performance, an education degree. Oh, an education yeah. degree. Okay. Um, but I was doing. I was comparing like receipts to like credit card statements for a company. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I could have done this in seventh grade. What, <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, 
and I honestly, well, and there are some things you can't replace about just, you know, maturing and learning and, you know, just habits and stuff in college. But, um, sometimes I do wonder the routes that, um, we, uh, we kind of encourage our young people to take. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of different paths that are unexplored that, that should be explored more often. Yeah. Well, and there are definitely some, uh, some areas where you, you just like, you got to do what you got to do. Like you wouldn't want a lawyer who didn't go to college, you know? No. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and I would argue teachers don't always, don't always, some, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but a, a, a good, like natural teacher who's kind of born for it, you know, uh, certainly wouldn't need four years to be ready to teach either. Like that kind of stuff, you know. Um, however, you kind of got to jump through the hoops you got to jump through. So I think that's great advice. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, the Mike Rowe, Mike Rowe works and some of that stuff that he's doing is yeah. the same thing. Like, yeah, no. If you don't exactly. need the degree to do what you want to do, then why go get the degree? Why don't you just go work? Well, and that um – that actually is uh, unplanned segue into um, vocation, mm-hmm. which is something I've more more recently become passionate about. The doctrine. Well, of let's, let's talk about that a little bit. And the just the um, the freedom or the fact that we're free to serve each other um, out of out of the gospel, out of Christ's love and forgiveness. Uh, are are serving each other in the workplace in whatever we're doing Mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people think of vocation as like their job that makes money but i serve in the vocation of a father husband um supervisor teacher Mm -hmm. um choir member Mm -hmm. uh church council member whatever it is right those are all different vocations that that we serve in and when we uh, do those jobs well uh, we're we're representing we're we're masks of god we're representing god mm-hmm. um god is serving mankind through us yeah absolutely and <clears throat> the the great thing about that is um is that god is serving and blessing it's just this this huge really just cascade mm-hmm. um through any number of jobs and you know you think of like oh yeah doctor right blah 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 but it's everything it's right. um it's the mother it's the the sanitation worker uh, and those are cliches too i i know it but mm-hmm. um any job that we we do faithfully and do well um god is using us to bless others yeah and i think a lot of times people really agonize over like trying to decipher god's will for this, that, or whatever, um, but and there is, there is definitely like you should definitely prayerfully consider, you know, whatever options you have, even in little decisions on a daily basis, should be rooted in, in your faith, rooted in Scripture. However, the Scripture very clearly says, I think, I don't remember what book it's from, but Scripture very clearly says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, you'll there will be a voice behind you saying, "This is the way, walk in it." Like, go ahead and make your decision. Just make sure you're walking in the way. Like just make sure you're walking in, in the Lord. And that's 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 what you gotta worry about. It's a lot less about your decision on the earthly end and a whole lot more about living living out the faith that you have. Right. You don't have to worry that did I make the right decision or you don't also have to like try to confirm what you do in like a 
I'm using air quotes here, like a sign from God, Mm -hmm. you're free. Right. Your sins are paid for. You're going to heaven. You're sealed. Go live. Yeah. And do it well and serve each other. I mean, how it's just, it's very freeing, um, that, that doctrine of vocation. And so I will, I will want to recommend a book too. Yeah, do it. Um, it's called God at Work, um, Your Christian Vocation in All of Life, Gene Edward Veith. Okay. And he's the author. He has some other um, popular books, Spirituality of the Cross. Um, but it's just, I think this is something that, I don't know, it, we just don't talk about it a lot. But it is mm-hmm. such a core, I believe, a Lutheran, confessional Lutheran um, type of doctrine mm-hmm. um, where <clears throat> we're disposed to, um, we're kind of predisposed to the law. Mm-hmm wanting to to be the best we can do um do things that are god pleasing but these are these are futile attempts we're mm-hmm. going to fail but when we're free in in Christ's work in in his death and resurrection work we can have the freedom to be good at anything and know that god's working through that right um so it's i mean you can get pretty deep but <laughs> uh but i just love that that um, that line of thought that frees us from the gospel and doesn't bind us to the law. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. That's very well said. We've never gotten down that rabbit hole before, the two of us, so I, I appreciate that. Yeah, That's no, it's good stuff. Um, and it's been more, I mean, there's uh, there's certainly people that have influenced um, like really like a lot of guys that go to, to my church too. They're, mm-hmm. they're big into that, so... Um, there's no shortage of that, that type of um, just talking about that doctrine of vocation. Yeah. Um, so I'd encourage anybody listening to to check out that book, um, or um, you know look it up. Just look that up a little more, mm-hmm. um, and, and I think it'll. It and again, it's not something that you have to seek out to say like, "Yep, this this vindicates what I'm doing." <laughs> you know, I'm glad I chose to be an accountant. Right. Um, it just says that hey, you're saved do what you do well and God's working through you. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's something I, that's a growth area for me is, uh, not trying to like, just, I get so like, just like strung out on all kinds of stuff that I don't need to, you know, or if I would just relax and take a deep breath and go and, you know, go enjoy the day, go enjoy the blessings the Lord has given me. That'd be a very different outlook on life than, than I have a lot of times, especially when it gets to like the stressful part of the school year. Just like, whoo-hoo. I get out of bed, and there's not a whole lot of smiles between, uh, well, unless I'm getting paid to smile. <laughs> then, then I'll smile, but otherwise. All right, last question on this uh, particular episode here. What what defines Christian manhood? What makes a Christian man? Um, modeling God's grace. And, again, I'm, I'm influenced by some other stuff here, too. Um, and I don't know if I can drop another book if you want. Oh, do it. But, uh, do it. Drop as many as you want. We can. Uh, I'll I'll take pictures of these and we can get them on the. Uh, I'll put them up on Instagram too when uh, when this episode comes out. Sure. Uh, this one's called um, "Being Dad: uh, Father as a Picture of God's Grace." It's by Scott Keith. Um, I think a Missouri Synod professor, doctor. Okay. Yeah. Um, but just uh, using. And again, you can't really describe it. You can't. It's hard. And he even struggles with this too. You know, it's. It, there's no like how-to book on being a good dad, but you can you can see images. You can tell when a man walks in the room, and what's happening 
uh, usually in those pictures where you recognize um, manliness is is modeling graciousness, truth, integrity, um, all those good things. And so um, that's one that <clears throat> I've been trying to consciously focus on as a father is, um, and again, we're tainted with sin, mm-hmm. right? So, um, but to our children, we can be models of of God's love and forgiveness and mercy. Uh, and he uses the prodigal son as yeah. kind of the theme throughout the book, but um, doing doing the unexpected. It's not just showing forgiveness. It's doing something totally unexpected, killing the fattened calf, having a banquet party when your son that has, you know, wrecked his life and wrecked mm-hmm. and ruined and wasted your inheritance uh, comes back. It's totally unexpected. That's 360 degrees. And that's the same thing for us. We can't live up to God's law. We can't live up to it. We try. We want to. We fail miserably. And we get the we get the opposite. We get 360. We get not only forgiveness, but heaven. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the opposite of what we deserve. Um, and you can contrast that, too, with, like, the, the other brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right? it's Absolutely. A little, a little bit whiny there. Yeah. Um, but cause, and that's the, that's the voice of the law saying, that's not yeah. fair. Right. That's not fair. You say, and he's saying, it's not fair that I really, what he's saying is, you know, it's, it's not fair that I, I was the good one the whole time. You know, I think uh, as lifelong church members, I think we often fall into that trap of just like, oh, I mean, just the idea that, you know, grace, I've had heaven, I've had eternity for forever. It's never been in doubt. And so the the reason the father's celebrating is that this son has returned and has you know, but the the son that was there the entire time he has like his inheritance is everything his father owns, and so you think about it from that direction, um, it's just such a petty complaint, you know. Yeah, and it's again it's our our predisposition to the law. Yeah, I, we want our children to behave. We want them to be good mm-hmm. kids. Um, and they want to like please us too. Yeah. Both things will never achieve. You know, it's just, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Spend a day with with me and my kids, you know, and you'll see like <laughs> they failed at it, and I failed at because I yelled at them, you know, for two yeah. hours. No, and, <laughs> oh, and I'm not saying that it, <laughs> that's maybe a little extreme, but you know, right. I'm, I'm raising yeah. my voice every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the model of God's grace is. Um, and again, it's not letting them do whatever they want, mm-hmm. right? There's boundaries, but it is, um, it's showing the unexpected mercy and forgiveness, reminding them daily what, uh, that they're free and, and letting them be free to mm-hmm. do maybe some dangerous things every once in a while. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. On that note, as the sirens go past. Ooh, it's a squad car. Good. Yeah, people drive awesome. too fast. Slow down. <laughs> You're going Milwaukee. after them. <laughs> okay, so if, if somebody, if this strikes a chord with somebody, they want to reach out to Mr. Matt Reichert, uh, how can they How can they get a hold of you? Um, uh, do you have, sh- like, show notes? You can just mattreichert at gmail.com. Is okay. that what do you want? Or Yeah, well, I, I, usually I just leave it in there. I'm not that professional, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my, mattreichert at gmail.com. Sure. Okay. And then... Uh, yeah, well, you guys will hear again from Matt as we go through. Thanks for your time with us today. Yeah, appreciate no it. Awesome. Thanks for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can find more episodes like this 
on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, the podcast app, and Pippa. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at Time to Gird Up. You can find us on Facebook at The Gird Up Podcast. Or if you want to email me, you can email me at Coach Ungemach, that's U N G E M A C H, at gmail.com. Please leave a five star rating and review on this podcast on iTunes. The more four and five star ratings we receive, the more people we will reach on iTunes because iTunes will boost us more. Thank you to Seth Palmeyer for our podcast art. And thank you to you, the listener, because without you, this podcast would not be possible. So with that, I encourage you to go out, man up, gird up, and become the men that God has created us to be. Have a good one.